next up, we have uh, our amazing, amazing um, speaker who uh, I think I know which one's going first. So uh, I am just going to say that I absolutely love and adore Karina. You're going first, right? I love both of them. <laughs> they these people have been parents to me. They've been friends. They show me what love is every day uh, and show me how to love someone within a moment. So um, let's welcome Karina Lau. Thank you. Oh, is it on? Thank you, Malachi, Zach Riley. Guys are awesome. We have couches, so I don't. We didn't plan this, but I don't know. Maybe I'll sit on the couch when I get tired, because I, or I'll get my second wind. Here we go. Okay. Oh. Okay, she's gone. I had a word for someone, but she's gone. But I had another one. Is she gone? Oh, okay. All right. Um, Jenny Thalstrom, um, I had a word for you uh, walking around earlier. Um, when One of the times we went to Israel, I think I've been three times, I really enjoyed going to the Western Wall, to the Wailing Wall, and we would put, you know, everyone puts prayers in the wall and writes, writes their prayers on these tiny little pieces of paper and finds a little crevice to put in the wall, and it, it feels very sacred, very holy. And I saw that, um, that God really trusts you with his secrets and mysteries, and almost like he was hiding... Um, these sort of prayers in your heart, that you were holding them close and that it was just a very sacred, beautiful thing. And uh, I feel like um, God is just saying that he, he's just so proud of you and that he really trusts you and that um, you really do see the answer. And even for the things you've been believing for, I see God holding those, those things also um, very close to his heart also and that um, he's just going to come through for you in ways that you really need him. So I bless you with that. And then if I see the other gal, I'll break in and, and uh, give her a word too. So uh, Todd and I are going to talk, share, tag team a little bit, maybe. You up for that, honey? <laughs> we'll see. We feel very relaxed about tonight. Um, we didn't do tons of preparing. We did, I did pray about it and felt to talk about something. So we'll just see what Holy Spirit wants to do. But um, we're going to talk about staying steadfast. And um, we kind of really got this message before um, actually we knew that we were going to be moving next week. And so I just kind of want to encourage you, kind of give you a little pep talk tonight to whatever God's called you to, whatever is in front of you, to keep going and to not quit and to push through. So... Let's see what God wants to do with that. Oh, okay. Back. Okay. Where'd she go? Where did she go? Todd made this awesome graphic. There was a girl in there somewhere. Oh, you have to have eyes to see. <laughs> do you see her there, those of you? Or, or you could just trust that, that, that there is a girl there. Isn't, I think she's looking out at some water, and she's, she's being very contemplative, and she's probably thinking about whatever God's put in front of her, that she's going to stay steady in her journey. So there we go. 
All right. Are you guys cold? Okay. I was a little bit, so I didn't know if anybody else was. But then again, at all of our groups, the girls are always cold, right? <laughs> the guys are warm. So, all right. So I have a scripture here. And uh, so this is Philippians 3, verse 12 through 14 in the Passion Translation. I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the destiny that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. I like that translation. That's good. So, um, you know, many of us have things that God's asked us to do. We have jobs or you have kids, you have um, something in front of you. And, you know, there's the tendency to want to quit when things get hard. I'll, I'll speak for myself uh, when things get challenging. Um, Todd and I, just tell you a little story. We, um, we met here in California. I grew up in Richmond. Go Richmond. Yeah, come on. Todd's dad was a, a pastor for 20 years at a little Baptist church in Pinal. And um, we felt God telling us to move to um, Missouri. We took this huge leap of faith. We just had our son, Josiah. He was a little baby. Had this horrible car accident on the way there. Um, all these things happened. Our trailer flipped, and we lost everything. Almost lost our son, but Jesus protected him. So we were in Missouri for a while. We actually performed in a, the Andy Williams show and uh, another musical about the life of Jesus. We did two shows a day, six days a week. It was pretty rough at times, uh, but it, it was fun. feels like a different world. After that, um, we moved to Texas. We felt God calling us to Texas. Todd worked for a ministry there. I taught preschool. It, yeah, it, it was all good, but it was all challenging. Came back to California in 2001, right? I think 2001. Um, we felt God calling us back. Todd had a vision, um, and my family was here. I wanted to be back anyway. I have a twin sister. She actually, was she here already? I can't remember. Anyway, she's here now. But I wanted to be with my family, and thankfully God called us back to the Bay Area because I love it here. Um, so all that to say, I kind of... We did a lot of um, moving around, and I didn't really feel like um, in my the jobs I had, I wasn't really too steady. But when we came back, I really felt like God wanted me to plant my feet in the, the next job I was um, going to be in. And so I started doing behavior therapy at uh, a high school with students um, in at a high school in Napa, and it kind of fell on my lap, and I enjoyed it. Um, but there were two students that I ended up really working with, and they had a rare genetic disease and a g degenerative disease, actually. From the time they were maybe five years old, their parents didn't know anything was wrong with them. Over the years, they just became immobile and uh, feeding tubes, trach tubes, and all of that. So um, I really felt God calling me to commit to this family and to give, not give my life, but to really stay committed to them. So uh, during that time, the brother and sister were too sick to go to school, and then um, I ended up doing home care and uh, learning how to do trach tubes and feeding tubes and, and all that kind of stuff. 
So um, their mom um, ended up getting cancer, and um, this family, they're believers, they're, they're incredible people, they are my family still to this day. They went through horrible, horrible tragedies, and so um, the mom, I spent time with her before she passed away, and I really felt to commit to her and say, you know, I'm going to take care of your babies, I'm going to take care of your kids, and that gave her so much peace. It wasn't a guilt thing. I just really felt the Lord telling me to do that. So she passed away, and um, the father had two other, uh, another boy and a girl who actually didn't have the disease, which is a huge miracle because um, it's genetic, and they should have had it as well. So I cared for this brother and sister for like maybe 10 years, and it was super challenging. It was very hard on my heart because... I watched them slowly deteriorate, and um, it, was, it was hard. Um, and I started out, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work with students and do um, this behavior therapy, and I really was passionate about that, and I ended up um, doing things that most people wouldn't want to do as far as, you know, caring for people that are sick. Um, it was hard. But um, they both ended up passing away also, and... It, it was one of the hardest times for me because those were my, my babies. I loved those two. Um, so all that to say that um, I'm not standing up here saying, oh, I've been so steady and committed because, honestly, I've been, I volunteer. I had jobs maybe for six months at the most, and, like, this is hard and I'm quitting. But um, this was just one situation, though, in my life where I felt like God was saying, I really want you to commit and stay steady and walk um, this family through something really challenging. So um, I just want to encourage you with that. Whatever God's called you to, whatever you're doing right now in life, that um, there's something really um, special when you can um, commit your heart, when you feel like quitting. Because there's been so many times I've I felt like quitting when I've um, done certain things. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. And... Um, we have this really cool guy named Zach Stillwell. His dad is the um, director of, East, well, he was the director of the East Bay House of Prayer. I think he's still kind of overseeing that. But he, he came and spoke to our college group, and he said something that has really stuck with me. Um, he said, passion isn't just a feeling or an emotion. It's clinging to what is true. Passion isn't just a feeling or an emotion. It's clinging to what is true. So... You know, our feelings, of course, we talk about all of that in here, how our feelings are so valid and so important, but they're not necessarily the best compass for us to, you know, our feelings can be all over the place. So a lot of times, if we were to follow what we feel, we would, you know, be moving around every <laughs> every few months, Todd shaking his head. Um, so truth, truth is our compass. Truth is the best um, compass to cling to? What has Jesus told you? What, um, what path are you on? What does he say about you? But still pay attention to your feelings. They're valid and important, and they're an indicator of what's really going on underneath, as you all know. Um, so a lot of times we, you know, when we think about passion, it's like, ooh, getting excited and um, jumping up and down. And it, it is that passion does, does give you that, um, that energy and that excitement, but it's also 
What are you clinging to that's, that's truth, that's solid, that you can really hold on to? That, that is, that's passion. It doesn't always look exciting at times. It can look, um, it can look like just doing the normal thing that God's told you to do. So, I thought this was cool. Some words associated with steadfast up there. Can you see it? Am I blocking it? Okay. No. Thanks. Um, okay. So, <laughs> steadfast. I appreciate the feedback. We, Todd and I, we, if you don't know, we're youth pastors, and we also lead a college group. So especially, actually at both of our groups, I like interaction. And so whenever I'm talking here, and I'm, I don't want to feel like I'm talking at people, I like, I like a little feedback. It doesn't mean everybody's going to get a chance to share, but I, I so love that, how um, I feel like everybody, each of you, bring something to the table, and um, what you have is important and valuable. So, yeah, maybe, who knows, one of these nights we'll sit on the couches and we'll have a little interactive time like we do at College Group. Wouldn't that? Maybe so. Honey, that's a great idea. Thank you, Todd. Thank you. Okay, so here's some words for you to uh, think about. Sure, dependable, reliable, constant, unwavering, faithful, loyal, committed, devoted, solid, and firmly fixed. Those are some good words. These are words that are a little countercultural at times. <laughs> These are words, um, you know, honestly, that uh, maybe are young people that we're not really. Uh, talking to them a whole lot about. So these are some good words to meditate on and to instill into our kids and, and to talk about how important it is to, um, to, to have integrity, to be loyal, to stay committed to what God's called you to, to not quit when it's hard. That's not always easy, but God, that's, that's the path God's called us to. So in Luke 2, Anna, the prophet, She never left the temple, but stayed there day and night, worshiping, fasting, praying, waiting for the coming Messiah. She was only married seven years before her husband passed and lived as a widow until she was 84. But some commentaries say that she was a widow for 84 years, so there's, I'm not really sure. But anyway, she was a widow a long time. She stayed in that temple for a long time, a very long time. Um, and I don't, so recently I was just reading this and thinking about, I'm sure she had days that she was so bored and co- felt so complacent. Can you imagine staying in this temple waiting for the Messiah for that long, for 80-something years? Um, she, I picture her being in the temple and, you know, having days where she's just staring off and counting every little white stone brick, if you've been in Israel. How many of you have been to Israel before? But you see a lot of the the white stone. I I picture her counting every stone some days. You know, I'm sure she had days like that. She was wise. She was a prophet, but she was human. And but she was so faithful for so long. And it really, man, it really encourages me. And then I'm sure she had days where her heart was burning and alive, and she knew she was supposed to be there. She remembered what God told her to wait there in the temple, and she she was a prophet, so she probably saw prophetic pictures of what Jesus' face was going to look like, um, what he was going to do in the earth, and so she had probably days where she felt 
what am I doing here? What am I doing with my life? And then she probably had those days where her heart was burning and alive. And it is such a good picture for us. And whatever we're doing, whatever God's called you to, to, to keep going, no matter what it feels like. But what, what's the truth? What has God said? What's the last thing he said? So be, be encouraged with that. Read the story of Anna. It's pretty short, but um, I use my imagination and try to picture what life was like for her. I do that with every story in the Bible. And yeah. So I'm going to call you up soon, honey. Okay. So also, um, Pastors Brent and Suzanne, if you don't know, um, they've been pastoring in the Tri-Valley for over 27 years, and they are some of the longest-standing pastors in our area. We don't have our own place, but isn't that wild? 27 years they have been faithful and loving thousands and thousands of people. Yes, Zach, that deserves a hand clap. I agree. Mm -hmm. Bless them. We bless you guys where you're at. But yeah, they, they've been so faithful, and um, it hasn't been easy. You know, a lot of times people think ministry or leadership is the end goal, and it's so exciting and awesome, and I wish I could be a pastor. It, it, it's an honor, but it, it comes with its challenges as well, too, things behind the scenes that people don't know about, and they've been so faithful, and so I'm, I'm so grateful that they have modeled that for us and um, to just hang in there when things are hard and do the last thing God said to do. You know, um, I was reading this statistic that over 80% of people that join the gym in January, you know when you make a New Year's resolution to join the gym? I, I've been trying not to do that every January. I've been trying more to say, okay, God, what do you want me to do with, with this year? But people that 80%, over 80% that join the gym in January will quit by the second week of February. <laughs> yeah, because we are not wired to like discomfort or pain. Um, we don't, it's not fun. Who likes to be uncomfortable? Who likes to push through when things are hard? Um, we want to quit when things get hard. And I do. I'm, I'm going to be the first one to say, I, when things get hard at times, I'm like, Jesus, please, can I, can I quit now? Can I move on to the next exciting new thing? Um, and he says, stay faithful, stay committed, be a person of integrity to what I've called you to. I'm like, okay, I will do that. I will do that. And he um, paved the way for us. He's given you everything that you possibly need, even when it's hard. And there are some things that you can only gain by pushing. It's not an exciting word, but it's truth. And um, I, I always say, I, I kind of would have liked for people to tell me, you know, childbirth is, is going to be hard. And people would always say, it's, um, you're going to forget the pain, and it's going to be, it's awesome, it's wonderful, you know, you're not going to remember, but... I had two big babies, and I remembered <laughs> I didn't get an epidural like these young, youngins get these days. Um, so I, I almost wished that I was more prepared for life in some ways. My parents were awesome. They're, they were um, great. Uh, but I, I appreciate when um, people that speak into my life tell me, prepare me 
for um, what's ahead. Like, yes, it's going to be great, but it's going to come with challenges, but you're going to get through it. You're going to be okay. Instead of all these surprises, like, why didn't anybody tell me? <laughs> so I, I appreciate that myself. I appreciate when Jesus says, okay, you're coming up to the... Um, you're coming up to a mountain now, like it's been flat for a while, but you're going to have to now do some, some uphill climbing. Like, okay, thanks for letting me know, and you're with me, and that's all that matters, so I can, we can do this together. But yeah, so some things can only be gained by pushing, like having babies. <laughs> um, yeah. I, sorry if that's TMI. I, I don't know. Um, thank you. Yeah, you know, when an airplane hits the speed of sound, it hits that resistance, and that's when it pushes through and, t- and takes off. But we, we, when a lot of us, we're wired, when we hit that resistance, you know, like where there's resistance training, if you like to work out, you're like, okay, this doesn't feel good. I think I should stop. But that's actually when you need to really keep going and push through because you're going to get something on the other side that's going to be so worth it. It's going to be so worth it. It's important when you start to hit resistance or challenges in whatever you're doing to go back to your why. Go back to your why. I try to do this often. Well, I probably should do it more often because um, there's times where I'm going, going, and I feel like a Martha. And then, you know, when you start to get frustrated and irritated at the little things, it's good to stop and worship and remember who he is and say, Jesus, remind me why. Why am I doing this? <laughs> why? Why, um, why are we coming to church every week? Why are we leading these certain things? Why am I driving in traffic to um, the city when I uh, go help at the safe house? Why am I doing these things? Get back to your why. Because your why will give you endurance and it will give you um, the momentum for your what. what. You need to get back to your why. I can't say that enough. Um, and getting vision for your life. Get vision for it, whether it's working out, whether you're raising kids, whether you're you know, in, in business, in the business arena. Jesus, why am I here? Because when things get hard... You're going to go back to that why, and you're going to see, um, you're going to get new perspective, and you're going to be able to push through and not, not uh, quit when it gets hard. So keep that why in front of you. Um, you guys can do this. You can do it. Uh, yeah, let me pray for you real quick before I call Todd up. Jesus, thank you that you are full of grace and mercy. Thank you, Father. And, and I, I don't know, I'm just sensing in this room right now that maybe people have been disappointed and um, they felt a little hopeless or just maybe they don't have vision for their life. God, I, I pray right now for each person here that you would um, just take them back to that first time that they met you, the first time they locked eyes with you, and remind them why, Jesus. Remind them why. Thank you, Jesus, that you went to the cross because you loved us, because you had us in mind, because we were the joy set before you. And I pray for each person in this room that you would give them um, the strength that they need 
that not to do things in their own strength, but to lean on you. I pray that there would be a leaning into you and the places that they feel weak and tired, Jesus, that you would show up for them and encourage them and tell them, well, well, well done. You're doing so great. Keep going. Keep coming towards me. So I'm going to have Todd come on up, and he's going to share. I, <clears throat> I found a funny meme. I like memes. Uh, that I thought was the opposite of steadfast. I saw it, I think I probably saw this on Danny Silk's um, Instagram. And by the way, get on Instagram and follow Blazing Fire Church's Instagram because I make all these memes and I don't want to do it for nothing. So just look at them. <laughs> Here's this one. When you decide to have a cheat meal and all of a sudden it's three years later. Is there any humor in this building? When you, de- when you decide to have a cheat meal, and all of a sudden it's three years later. Thank you for laughing. Come here. Come, come up here. Come up. He, you stay right there. He laughed at me. That was a total dud. All right. <laughs> Do you know what a cheat meal is? Am I the only one who does this? Cheat meal. When you're on a diet and you say, I'm going to have a cheat meal, and all of a sudden it's three years later. <laughs> Jeez. Cheap meal. Thank you for telling me you thought that. That, that helps me. Stay there. <laughs> I'm, you can go back. I'm, I'm just messing. Is it because there's a small crowd here tonight? Is that what's happening? No. <laughs> you know, a lot of people are at, at the NLE tonight. And if you think about that, the New Living Expo, pray for them. Pray for them. It's, it's a heavy, heavy atmosphere there. I mean, literally, there's witchcraft uh, going on in the building right next to where some of our folks are. Straight up, um, they're not totally in disguise, but they're, you know, they're a little bit incognito, and they have been steadfast, hey, about doing this for a long time. And the, the, the reward has been that as this com- thing comes around every year, a lot of these people say, that's our favorite booth, and a lot of people have come to Jesus, of course through this booth. I've done it myself. It's incredible. It's an incredible thing. They're coming to you looking for answers. You're like, oh, I've got, I got the creator here, you know? Anyway, um, I just, I found a couple other memes, um, not funny ones this time. And if so, if you laugh, then I'm going to really think something's wrong with y'all. Um, it's Winston Churchill. You will never reach your destination if you stop and throw stones at every dog that barks. Isn't that a good, yeah, that's really good. Um, that really speaks about what we're talking about here, you know. Don't stop and, and try to take care of every little thing. Also, don't stop and get offended at every little thing. 
That'll definitely hold you back. Just keep moving forward. Um, uh, yeah, okay, I'll save that one. Um, yeah, here's Galatians 6, 9. May we never tire of doing what is good and right before our Lord, because in his season He uh, we will um, bring in a great harvest if we can just persist. Um, I like to do in-depth Bible study. Um, not just throw one scripture out here and there a little bit sometimes, but tonight there's not that much time for that, but that's a power packed one right there. I mean that actually you could take Galatians six, nine for yourself and meditate on that for a little while. Really. I mean, and just, you could do your own Bible study just on that by meditating on it and letting it get in you and go, okay, I'm going to be that person who persists. Um, yeah, uh, you know, several things come to my mind when um, when Karina is talking. Uh, I was thinking about just a lot of the things that we even enjoy out in the world took someone else's persistence, where they really could have given up. And I'm thinking about detailed little things, like for instance, Disneyland. <laughs> um, anyone here go to Disneyland? Like in the last week? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Disneyland. Uh, one of the things we like about that place is that it it's so much nicer than a fair or nicer than Six Flags even and stuff because there's so much detail, so much detail. And I'm not talking about just a big place. Pardon me, my ears keep plugging up. Um, but I'm talking about um, just all the all the little buildings, all the construction of the the facades, detail, little grooves. I notice these things a lot when we're standing in line. I check it all out, you know. Somebody could have, like, okay, I'm tired of making all these little grooves, these repetitive things, but it's going to, the, the, the end result is going to bring, you know, uh, pleasure and joy to people. There's a lot of things like that. Music that people create for you, you know, um, delicacies, all kinds of stuff in life that is that way. Oh, <laughs> I thought I was hearing uh, angels, but... um. But so it's it's all um, it's all that way. I wanted to talk a little bit about this the same fact that we need to persist, and also that we need to um, know when to when it's time to move on. You know, um, this is why this this is where my constant message that I bring to you and the youth groups is um, hang out with Jesus. Have intimacy with Jesus. There's no possible way you can escape that message, that reality, and and try to have any of these things work, including know when it's time to move on um, uh, after you've persisted. You know, because the, sometimes the opposite happens. We get stuck in something that we're not supposed to be in, and that's when your heart gets sick. You know. Um, so there's both factors going on here. You might not know the difference unless you're hanging out with Holy Spirit himself. You're really having a lot of time with God and knowing how he, his heartbeat is in your life. And then you'll know. You'll have that know. You won't have to be afraid of if you know, if you'll know or not, you know. Um, I'm going to tell just a brief testimony. I won't spend too much time up here. And by the way, thanks for the compliment about my matching accessories. Who said that? Daniel, 
I heard a quote in a movie that said, the only thing that separates us from the animals is our ability to accessorize. <laughs> If I told you what movie, then you'll know how much I like chick flicks, so never mind. Steel Magnolias, yes. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> um, <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to tell a testimony about myself about persistence because it sounds like I'm patting myself on the back, kind of like you were, you're not, not wanting people to, to get from you. And, um, but it, it'll, it, I hope some encouragement comes out of this, you know. Uh, I've been youth pastoring for a long time. A long time. And I'm not talking about just for blazing fire. Oh, my goodness. Uh, my dad was a pastor, Baptist church out in Pinole. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, I grew up as the pastor's kid. Pastor's kids have... Um, stigmas, you know, in other people's minds, like they're the rebellious ones. And there's a reason for that. It's because a lot of people, you know, when you grow up as a pastor's kid, everybody's eyes are on you. They expect you to be the perfect one, and therefore you feel pressure and you rebel, you know. I know this because I hung out with a bunch of other pastor's kids. We had a little group, and some of us were like that, and some weren't, and we encouraged the ones that weren't. I wasn't. I was a perfect angel. <laughs> that's not all the way true but i actually was really deeply in love with jesus though and um growing up as a teenager and um of course i did have my my moments but um but growing up in that church uh i never thought i would end up being the youth pastor there but i i did uh there was a there was a youth pastor before me named todd <laughs> and um, and there was always about like eight kids in our youth group. I don't think numbers is is the thing to focus on whatsoever. Um, but there was always about eight kids in there. They loved Todd, but Todd was burnt out. And um, Todd got Todd went to a Bible college that taught a lot of wrong stuff. Um, many books of the Bible aren't aren't even from God, and just he he was pretty disillusioned while he was trying to lead these kids. Um, so he, he quit. He just took off and they didn't know what to do. And I was young and, um, they said, can you just help out a little bit? And so that's when I ended up being the, the youth pastor. But right away in, in praying, I asked God, what should I do? And he was, he was speaking to my heart, let Holy Spirit have his way. And this is a Baptist church. And, um, so I did let Holy Spirit have his way. And within, within two months um, Holy Spirit was falling on our meetings and we had, we had 45 kids coming from other churches and places because God was doing miracles there. And, um, that's not a pat on my back. That's him. He wanted that to happen. He just found a, a dork. He'll say, okay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, um, uh, and, and so that was, that was when, that, that was back when I was 22, um, back when I was 22, 21 and um and by the way like these twins came to our church and they were in high school and i was a youth pastor and i i, I was kind of drawn to one of them but i had to wait till she graduated from high school to date her so i did i waited yeah i waited till till september after she graduated she never went to the youth group at all actually <laughs> her 
And she and her sister looked exactly the same then, and I wasn't attracted to Melissa, only Karina. It was God. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, but uh, so, but um, but since since God was doing some things in this youth group, and a lot of kids were coming my way, that's when the flack began with other youth pastors. I mean, I got ridiculed, and um, I got calls from people, and I had meetings with other youth pastors that are like, "Why are you trying to steal my kids?" I, I never even that never was a once a thought in my mind, you know. I didn't even know where they were coming from, <laughs> um, uh, and and so being that young at that time and kind of fresh in all this, I wanted to quit because of that. I was like, "Fine, you know, this is not working. I I, I can't stand. I I couldn't stand conflict." Like that, and I wanted to quit, but it was God who told me, "Keep doing this, keep doing this." And so I did. I did keep doing it. I, I let Holy Spirit have His way. There was definitely order, but Holy Spirit was having His way there. And um, and uh, the cool thing about that is that after it was time to go, um, we actually moved away. That was that was in Pinole, California, which means corn mush, um, and and Native American dialect. Uh, uh, when we, we moved away to Missouri and many years go by and I start hearing from the, the kids that used to be in that youth group, one of them I hear from constantly still, in fact, this week, who has been reaching out for prayer because he, his son had a, a motorcycle accident. And, um, but he's a youth pastor now and he has written to me several times, and so have many, with the invention of Facebook especially. Um, Thank you so much for introducing Holy Spirit life to me. It's cha- it changed everything for me, and it caused me to be steadfast. Uh, you know, And so I, I'm so glad I did, even though I got flack for it. Because that was another part of the flack, was you holy Pentecostal crazy tongue talkers, you know. And, um, and, and at that time, I was like, I, I, I don't know if I can handle this, you know, especially because we were a Baptist church that was doing this. Um, <laughs> um, and then, you know, many years go by. We, we come back to California, and we end up in a situation that was not really fun, a church situation that was not fun at all. Um, but God was telling us to be steadfast, and we were. And it was very painful, um, and God taught us both a lot of things, but it, because of being steadfast in there. But in the midst of the pain, at the pinnacle of, of what was going on in that church there, and us trying to hang on to it, um, uh, surprisingly, this church had um, uh, a couple from IHOP come and do a little weekend conference. They were actually New Zealanders. And, um, and they came and did a little conference uh, Karina and I went to the conference, but we were depressed because of some stuff that was going on there and uh, very unjust things. And, um, and we were about to leave the end of the conference when the guest speaker herself, one of uh, the, the wife, pulled us aside and, and spoke words over us um, about what was going on and, um, and spoke the hope into us that kept us going, but also said, you're going to work with teenagers and you're going to... Um, you've had wolves try try to eat you and you've you've had david um you've had saul jealous of you and trying to come after you but you're going to work with teenagers and keep saul away from them keep wolves away from them well at the time i was like 
work with teenagers. I'm old now, you know, and that was, <laughs> woo, that was like 15 years ago almost. And, um, I was like, nah, she's probably off on that. I don't think I'm going to work with teenagers again. Because between being youth pastor and being here, we, we were in show business, like Krena said, and worked for Kenneth Copeland for a while, and um, just that kind of stuff. Uh, but but um, God let us go from this sad situation over there, and we found this, this wild church um, that really brought lots of life to our hearts and hope back, and it was called Blazing Fire. <laughs> Way out in Dublin, we lived we lived in Benicia at the time. Um, oh my gosh, the the first few times we came to this church, what God did, what what God did to our our little kids at the time. Our kids were really little, and God really did something to them. They they were scared of pastors by this time and um, stuff, but Brent, the first time he met them, knelt down and just spoke into them, and they were. You know, and um, so we're like, this is the place to be. But but we needed some healing when we got here. It took a while. Long story. But Brent continued to minister to me for a while and then eventually asked me to be the youth pastor, which shocked me. But I went, oh, my gosh, that lady said, you know, so I had to pray about it. And and when I did pray about it, um, I was in a hotel when I really prayed all night about should I do this and God gave me vision about it and told me to stay steadfast in it and said it's not going to be easy and it has not been easy and um uh but it's been awesome at the same time you know um and and just just the things that this lady said but believe it or not when I started doing this the beginning of blazing fire there were weekly people calling me mostly people who didn't even go to blazing fire who only visited and said god's telling me you're supposed to have me work with you with these teenagers you know and i'd be like oh well why don't you pray for the youth group for a while and they didn't want to do that you know this i'm not kidding this happened often and one of them cussed me out you know i was like you know i don't think you're the one and um (laughs) but I, I look back at that and I was like, yeah, I think I was keeping some wolves away from these kids. And, um, but, uh, man, time's going fast. I'm trying to get to a certain point. Um, in the midst of all this blazing fire, we, we've not, as you can see, we're about to move once again. Uh, we're being steadfast <laughs> in all this. Um, um, and that's, that's been hard. That's been hard. Um, but also, you know, a church that that's not raking in a bunch of dough. We haven't had a, a any budget actually for our youth group ministry, and um, so you know, and, and I've got big dreams. I like to. I want. There's things I want to do. You know, and all this stuff, and um, and uh, so several years ago, in the midst of wanting to do these things, wishing we had more money to do some stuff for these kids, um. A, an incredibly large church that I love that has tons of money and lots of fame, in fact, um, offered, basically offered me to be their youth pastor right after I made a commit, uh, had had dinner with Brent and Suzanne and said, I'm going to take communion with you and tell you I'm with you for the long haul. And it was a week later that this huge church... Um, made this shocking offer and I was like, 
you know, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So, um, so I stayed here and it's been hard at times. You know, it's actually been mostly glorious, lots of hard things too. Like Karina said, when you want to, people are like, Oh, I want to be a youth pastor. I want to be a pastor. Really? <laughs> really? Do you want calls from parents? You know, my kids started going to your youth group a month ago and they're still the same. I'm not kidding, <laughs> but that's, that's where my attitude comes in and says stuff like, well, don't they spend most of the time with you? But, um, anyway, lots of things, lots of fun things. Um, <laughs> but here's here, I'm going to try to cut this off right now, but here's what I want to say. We're still like this. We're still, um, we're still, you know, small in the eyes of church world or whatever, um, still low budget, all that. But in the midst of all this, God has, has, there's, there's a vision I've had for youth ministry that has grown in a way I never expected it to grow. Um, which is, which is going to look like a place in the Tri-Valley called Refuge that's open constantly for, um, for high school and college, um, to do homework at that's designed specifically uh, to do homework at, whether you're a believer or not, by the way, um, that's the main room will be like that. Um, but also there's another room behind that that is the, the worship and prayer room that's also designed for homework, but with um, kids leading worship all the time in an atmosphere where you can do homework. We're going to have counseling there. Um, we have, there's a lot more details than what I'm saying right now, but, um, this vision has grown and grown and grown and grown and grown to where it's finally, it's something we're heartily pursuing now, you know, and it's, it's going to change a lot of things for us, for Crane and me. And, um, but it, but I didn't see it the way I do now back in the day, you know, when God was like, persist, just keep persisting, persisting. I have a bigger plan for the tri Valley, you know, for you. And, um, and we're still feeling really humble. All we know is we do know how to love on these ones. And we, we do see a lot of lives changed, um, in a good way. Um, but I'm telling you this testimony in the midst of it not even happening fully yet. So you can keep your eyes out. It's very vulnerable to do that because now you're going to see, like, I thought Todd said 10 years ago he was going to build this place. And now I'm at his funeral. What happened? You know? Um, no, <laughs> uh, I'm messing, but, um, no, I'm just saying it, I'm, you know, we're all in the midst of, of a, of a, of a dream God's place in our heart, a calling God's place in our heart. And it's not going to be all easy. It's just not. In fact, let me just say it's going to be hard at times. It just is, but that's why we have the Lord, <laughs> you know, he, in our weakness, he is strong. He's the one. Through these hard parts is where we learn to lean and love even more. You know, he wants us to know that he is our source. He is our strength. It's not about us. Um, it's about him and what he wants to do. And, um, and we get to humbly just say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Um, so, man, there was a lot more I was going to say to you, but it is that time. It's 835. Uh, but let me just pray over you um, right now. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence in this house right now.
we thank you for moving on our hearts. Thank you that that you were left here. <laughs> Jesus went to prepare a place. He's living in us. And you, Holy Spirit, were left here to just continue to breathe in us and help us and 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 even reprimand us in a good way um, because we're owned and loved by a good father um, or chase chasing us. That was the word I was looking for. We, we welcome it. We, we want it all. We want it all. Holy Spirit, we ask you right now to bring a fresh encouragement on some of these callings and dreams. Um, God, some might be called to another country that's not easy to live in. Or, uh, or, or to be in a community that's really difficult, God. But the end result is that love happened, God. And, uh, and I thank you. I ask, God, that you would fill us with your love again and again and again. Give us the stamina to recommit all the time. Even wake up every day and say, here I am. I'm, let's go. I'm yours. I'm yours. Mostly, God, my prayer is that everyone here would really, really stick close with you and hang out with you and have intimacy with you. This is really the only way we can do these things um, and, and, and desire you and have a hunger and thirst for you, God. And pray, God, I thank you for prayer, that prayer is a reality and we need prayer. And I ask for a hunger for prayer. God, this is how we're going to be able to to do these things, God. Prayer activates and prayer connects, God. And we thank you, Father. Thank you for the word steadfast. It's a great word, and I think I'll make a meme. We love you, God. Amen. Yeah, here you go. Yeah, I also just want to expound on what taught. Oh, yeah, you can clap for him. Um, Real quick. yeah, I just when Todd was talking about that it, you need to know when it's time to move on. I just I want to pray for those of you too. Jesus isn't is not um asking you to stay in a miserable place and just push through and be be miserable where you're at. Um God, I I pray that you would give us eyes to see when it's time to move on. Even more, give us discernment. Show us when the grace the grace has lifted in um in whatever we're doing. There, there was a time, Pastor Brent really helped me with this a while ago. I was doing a few things, and um, something that seemed very simple was very challenging and hard and a dread every time I went to go do it. And then there was other things I, were do, I was doing that would seem like, oh my gosh, how are you able to do that? Um, and so just really gauging when the grace has lifted, I pray, God, that you would really um, just show us, Father, when you're, it's, you're doing a new thing and when you're opening new doors and when you're really asking us to have uh, the endurance in, in what, what is before us, Jesus. And I just thank you that you're so pleased with each person here, that you're smiling over them, that um, your eyes of love are on them. And I thank you that um, just the, the, the way we do get disappointed at times is because we do love so well. And so, Father, I pray that you continually give each of us courage to love wholeheartedly in whatever we're doing and the relationships around us that we wouldn't hold anything back because we've been burned before, but that we would be vulnerable and, and love, love you and love others well. In Jesus' name, amen.